0: Welcome to podcast West Seattle Pandemic Diaries. My name is Andrew. On this episode of Pandemic Diaries, it's all things vaccine. We talk with some of the first folks in West Seattle vaccinated.
1: Like the emergency room ICU staff would be able to get it first.
0: We hear from grandma and grandpa about their vaccine experience. Hello,
2: we are checked in and waiting for our second shot.
0: We also take a quick listen to what happens inside the vaccine centers.
2: And then we'll put a second sticker on there to show that you're fully vaccinated.
0: All of this and more is coming up on Podcast West Seattle Pandemic Diaries. As of this recording, it has been 393 days since our family first went into quarantine. And for the first time since Pandemic Diaries began, the nature of that quarantine has fundamentally changed. For most of quarantine, it has been me, Elizabeth, six-year-old Felix, and three-year-old Alice, and Grandma and Grandpa. A few weeks after receiving their second vaccine dose, Grandma and Grandpa flew back home to North Carolina. Seattle Public Schools reopened for in-person learning, meaning Felix is attending first grade in person four days a week. Vaccines are happening all over the country at an increasing rate every day. As of this recording, 27% of Washingtonians are fully vaccinated. At the same time, new infections are on the rise as well. While the risk is still high for much of the community, it is starting to feel like an end is in sight. I decided to take a look at how some of these vaccine stories are playing out here in West Seattle.
3: We were the first tier of people um, on the list, and so they just asked our supervisors for a, a list of names of people
1: that needed them. Back
0: in December, the very first vaccines started to be administered to healthcare care workers and others.
1: The higher-risk employees like the emergency room, ICU staff, would be able to get it first.
0: I spoke to two West Seattleites who were among the first to get vaccinated.
1: My name is Claudia Pettis. I got Pfizer and I got it at Swedish Medical Center. Meg Sablinski,
3: Pfizer at the VA in Seattle.
0: Meg and Claudia are both healthcare workers, giving them unique perspective and high prioritization for the vaccine.
3: It was right
1: after Christmas, so
3: like uh, twenty. 27th or so?
1: December 27th is when I got my first vaccine. The second one was January 14th.
3: Yeah, I do feel like I have a coat of armor on that I didn't have before. I feel very hopeful and I feel um, grateful that I was in the first group. And um, I, I just, it's a very positive situation. I, I feel like this is going to help a lot of people.
1: I feel safer. I feel less of a risk to, like, my parents who are in their late 70s.
0: For many folks in West Seattle, we think of the vaccine as one of the major steps to returning to whatever normal is going to be. But Claudia told me a story that reminded me how high the stakes are and what has already been lost.
1: So, I mean, we had the, the uh, unlucky chance of actually getting COVID, which spread like wildfire through my family. So that was quite interesting as well. My brother-in-law and my mother-in-law who lived together for about a week, they had both been complaining that they didn't feel well and and the the symptoms were clear symptoms of COVID. My husband had told his mom and brother, you need to go get tested. She didn't, she had a car, but she doesn't really drive because brother-in-law didn't have a driver's license. How are we going to get her to the testing site? Both of them. Um, We just decided my husband was going to double mask. He was going to double glove, put them both in the back seat and um and take him to get through one of the drive-through ones here in West Seattle and my husband showed up at his at their apartment and this is really sad but it's been some time now but he found his brother dead like he was on the ground dead and um he we we scrambled around trying to find a testing center for my mother-in-law because we just needed to know whether she had covid or not But all of that exposure to my husband, five days later, he started having symptoms. And then five days later after that, I started having symptoms. In the meantime, the day after my brother-in-law died, my mother-in-law, because she skipped her dialysis, she started seizing and 911 had to be called and my husband had to, they sent her to the ER. She then stayed 22 days in ICU um, at Valley Medical Center with COVID. She tested, obviously, she tested positive and, um, and then never got out of the hospital. She stayed, she was there for seven weeks all alone by herself, and she just passed away as well. Um, and then definitely um, having been exposed and seeing what it can do to my family, and I have elderly parents, and I just, like, I cannot... I cannot risk giving this to them if I'm going to be an essential healthcare worker. But when I got the email that said um, you can now schedule your vaccine, I was a little excited. A little excited to be one of the first in the area. You know, I mean, I'm one of the first of several thousands, but I have a strong belief in science and I'm a healthcare worker, so I'm at risk. So I I was a little excited.
0: In January, eligibility was opened up to seniors 70 and over. That allowed grandma and grandpa to get their first and then second doses of the vaccine. We
2: are on our way to get our second COVID shot in Federal Way, Washington. We are getting the Moderna and we are really excited to be getting our second shot. Hello, we are checked in and waiting for our second shot. We are on our way home. We have sat for the required 15 minutes with no reaction. They were very um, careful with us and made sure we were okay.
0: If you've talked to anyone who's received a vaccine, you've probably heard some story about the reaction that some people feel the next day. Here's Meg again.
3: Just my arm was sore on the first one, and then on the second one, I just felt flu-like for two days afterwards.
1: And Claudia. The second vaccine, um, my arm was extremely sore to the point that it woke, I didn't sleep well and it woke me up the next morning. And then I just, I just felt crummy for about, I got it, my second vaccine, I got at 730 at night. So it was probably started about 12 to 14 hours later when I just was feeling crummy and low energy.
0: And sure enough, Grandma, too.
1: It is quarter after seven on
2: Friday morning. Um, I don't feel very good. I woke up at 3 a.m., about 13 hours after my shot, with shaking chills. So put on one of my fleeces. Um, I feel very washed out, what health people would call general malaise. So I am going to stay in bed for a while. Alan, on the other hand, feels fine. It is 2.30, almost 24 hours since I had my shot. And I am feeling better. It certainly has knocked me out. I was surprised by how tired I felt. It is Saturday morning, about 7.15, and I am pleased to report that I feel completely back to normal but I am glad I have the vaccine. It was certainly worth it. And, um, and I hope everyone can get the vaccine very soon.
0: And a few weeks ago, a text and a couple of phone calls led us to our vaccines.
3: We are at Kaiser Permanente in Renton getting our first vaccine.
0: Oh How did we find out about this?
3: From a friend <laughs> in a text, <laughs> and it seemed potentially not real, but it seems to be real.
0: Right. we're inside the Kaiser Permanente now we're in a long roller coaster style queue I'm
3: feeling very nervous
0: it's <laughs> understandable so do you know why you're feeling nervous
3: because I, until I have the vaccine I will not believe I'm getting the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So your second dose appointment will be automatically scheduled, okay, uh, for three weeks from today. This one you'll be handing to your vaccinator. Okay. okay. So I'm gonna have you that arrow to get you All, back here. Here. All right, so we have automatically put you in for your second dose. I want you to bring your vaccination card back with you, and then we'll put a second sticker on there to show that you're fully vaccinated. Okay. Now have you ever had allergic reaction to anything? All right, we'll see you in three weeks with this card and the information filled out. Um, I know on Saturday we did 1,654 through here, okay, that was a 12-hour shift, today's only a 9-hour shift, so more like a thousand.
3: Okay, so survey, symptoms, and then research project through the CDC. Okay. At this
0: time, all Washingtonians 16 and up are eligible to receive the vaccine. The easiest way to get an appointment is to visit the vaccine locator at the Department of Health website. You can find that by Googling it, or there will be a link in the notes of this episode. You enter your zip code, the site will list the closest vaccination site to you and then offer a link
4: to that website.
0: I spoke with one West Seattle resident who wanted to do more than just get himself vaccinated.
4: So my name is Dwayne Summers, and I volunteered at Lumen Field, a couple of weeks ago on Saturday. And uh, the way I came about volunteering is I'm active in Cap Alpha Side, uh, our Seattle alumni chapter. And the gentleman that's uh, the executive director, who's an employee of Seattle, Stephen Saunders, executive director over the mass vaccination project. And he's a new member of our Seattle alumni chapter. So he was at a board meeting uh, about a month or so ago and you know told the uh, brothers that this opportunity was going to be available and they needed volunteers so we as a board supported the volunteer efforts and we we've had several brothers that have um, volunteered and the Saturday that I just mentioned uh, was mine for the 2 p.m to 6:30 30 p.m uh, shift at Lumenfield. I was a little nervous. Uh, I was a excited. So when I got there, um, you had to check in with, you know, the, you, you get your PPEs if you didn't already have it. Um, after you checked in, you know, they checked your name out, showed ID. So, OK, you are who you say you are. And then they lead you down to where um, where your group is meeting. So I met with a group of other volunteers it was about, I don't know, maybe 20. They explained what we were doing. Um, then they asked for different volunteers at different stations. So, I volunteered to um, work at the southeast exit of the Wambo Theater. And the station I was at was for those with any kind of uh, walking impairments or disabilities. Checking a man, making sure they were who they said they were, and then after that was verified, then they walked through. And then me and the other gentleman that I worked with, we were in front of one of those big cardboard thingies, uh, triangle thingies, and it just had on it um questions that we actually verbally repeated. It was kind of bittersweet. It was on one end, it was really, really helpful to be a part of the solution. Um, you know, you know, you got the anti vaxxers, you got people that are really afraid for, for good reason. And you know, I won't fault them for having their their concerns. Um but I just felt like, you know, I needed to do something. And this was my way of helping my community and helping my country to get back on some kind of road of uh, normalcy. I mean, if we can just go out without having to wear a mask, without worrying about, you know, infecting one another, that would be a, a big plus. And it was good to see that people are taking it seriously. And, you know, you had, we had 4,000 scheduled doses to administer that day. And I believe they got through them all. Um, our last appointment was 545 at my station. And so I'm thinking, you know, it looked like a pretty good day. Um, the better part of it was that, you know, as many as 4,000 uh, administered shots are, it's dropping a bucket, you know, from a country's standpoint. I mean, we have millions, we have 330 million people roughly in this country and uh, probably 300 million are adults. So We got quite a ways to go, um, but it's just good to see an actual plan um, that's being put in place and that's being acted out. You know, it would have been great if we could have done this sooner, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, This is where we are now. And it's just good to see that, you know, we're acting uh, quickly on this and that the public is, is actually embracing this.
0: That is all for this episode of Podcast West Seattle Pandemic Diaries. Thank you to Claudia, Meg, and Dwayne for sharing their vaccine stories with us. Although the end of the pandemic is in sight, we are not there yet. Please continue to mask up in public and maintain social distancing. And if you have not yet done so, please schedule a vaccine appointment. Until next time, stay healthy and stay safe.